Thanks for tuning in to episode 98 of the Panoramic Outdoors podcast. As we approach my favorite time of year here, uh, midfall, for many folks in the north here, we already had the first frost on the ground, which is exciting, and uh, we're approaching the tail end of the moose and elk rut, but we are just starting the pre-rut for white-tailed deer, so that's also exciting. Greenhead mallards are starting to get their, their curls, and uh, as the leaves begin to drop here off the trees, you know, the the, uh, the grouse hunting is going to become favorable in the bush. But uh, on this episode, we're going to be chatting about our upcoming moose hunt here in uh, in northern Manitoba. We're heading out with a few buddies and we're exploring some new territory. So something that uh, a new area, a new way of travel. There's a lot of, a lot of first getting crossed off the list here. Tristan and myself will be heading out and we're looking for a bull moose and and some brook trout so um i know we haven't uh you guys haven't heard from sheldon for quite some time on our podcast here but uh he is definitely alive and well and working his tail off in in northern manitoba as well doing some power line reconstruction work and uh i believe he's heading to moose camp right away he's about to wrap up his project and i think he's going to be in moose camp the same time we are so I hope he he gets wrapped up in time and gets to get chasing a bull moose there and what a line for some walleye. When we return, we look forward to sharing our story with you all. I know Tristan and myself definitely are looking forward to having Sheldon back behind the mics here and uh, and joining us. But uh, before we fire up that episode, a quick thank you goes out to everyone who supports us on this journey. And uh, we'll start with iHunter app. If you want to get some savings on your iHunter subscription, your public land subscription to be specific, head over to web.ihunterapp.com and use a promo code PANORAMIC30. If you don't know what the iHunter app is, it is a, uh, it's almost like a GPS on your cell phone with satellite imagery or topo imagery or roadmap, whatever you want to throw on there. There's all kinds of different layers of maps. They have a, a base app model they have the public land subscription and they have landowner maps available for purchase as well. So whatever you're, you're heading out or where you're heading out, they have something for you that's going to benefit. We, we've been using this app for years and uh, it's certainly one of the best tools in our pocket. So if you want to check them out again, web.ihunterapp.com or just download the app on your mobile device. And a big thanks goes out to Heights Outdoors and Archery. They have taken on and fully gone headfirst into the, the firearm stuff there at Heights. So I know lots of people, I still go there for all, all of my archery stuff. And uh, man, they have a f- fantastic selection of firearms now, ammunition. They got shotgun shells like stacked up to the roof pretty much in there. And uh, they got some very knowledgeable people behind the desks on the on the firearms side of things there reloading stuff gun cleaning stuff uh decoys targets camouflage anything you need you're going to find at heights outdoors and you're going to get that uh real personalized service that you get at the small outdoor shops so head head over to heights outdoors in winnipeg also check out their website heightsoutdoors.com and everything is always up to date there so you can check them out there and uh, thank you goes out to Wool Love. So if you guys haven't heard of Wool Love, it is a merino wool undergarment product. And uh, they've actually 
added some some stuff besides undergarments to their to their arsenal they have some t-shirts and like some golf shirts some fancier colored shirts now but along with that they have a huge selection of base layer products so like the the uppers the long johns socks underwear all kinds of stuff keeps you warm it's not itchy because it's merino wool and it has antimicrobial products so um you're not going to be smelling it which is awesome Check them out, head to wool.love. If you want to get some wool bucks, send us a DM through Instagram, Facebook, or uh, just email us, and uh, we will get you some some free money from Wool Love to put towards get you, getting yourself some Wool Love. And also a big thank you goes out to Pit Barrel Cookers. Pit Barrel Cookers has been a huge supporter of this podcast. They are an upright barrel cooker, and I don't know if you guys have seen any of ours, if you head over to our social media um, we use ours quite a bit, a lot, actually, we use it, and it's constantly putting out some amazing products. If you're looking for that, like, really, like, barbecue, smoky flavor, it's a charcoal upright barrel cooker. You add some wood in there, you get that smoke, and uh, we, we've actually been using it and uh, in some other different ways, been smoking pepperonis in there and stuff like that, too. So if you want to get into a, a pit barrel south of the border, free shipping, all across the states head over to pitbarrelcookers.com they got all kinds of accessories all kinds of uh, cookers to get and if you're looking for one north of the border here head over to the website they have a map of all of the locations that carry their products and you can get into one for very cheap compared to other smoker products so well worth it and like i said we've been using ours for over a year now and it is the cat's ass Again, thank you, everyone, for listening. Keep those lines tight, keep your knife sharp, and shoot straight. We'll catch you on the other side of Moose Camp. Okay, we're back. And we were just saying we're like a week out of Moose Camp. And you're saying it's about 600 miles away. Where where exactly are we going for Moose Camp? First of all, we haven't been moose hunting in years, I would say. Yeah, when was the last moose hunt we went on? That would have been in Sheldon's camp. Yeah. It was, oh, well, no. Oh, man. Five years ago? It's a while. Maybe six. You, you went on that archery one with Sheldon. That was before that camp, though. Was it? Yeah. So it's been a while. Been busy chasing elk. Yep. Had elk on the brain. Kids on the brain. Yeah. Lots of stuff in the way. Yeah. But... This 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 moose hunt we're going on has been like in the making in our brains. I feel like in your we, brain for a while. Yeah, we've been talking about this one for at least three years, maybe more. I think longer. Yeah, I think you probably pitched the idea when we were doing other camps, or like, oh, you know, it'd be a sweet idea. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy to actually think back about that and how all the pieces are kind of falling together now there's been some learning lots of learning and uh just just even lining up all the gear to go and do this one is yeah so we'll get to the i think we can get to the gear in a minute but like let's where are we going nothing first of all uh we're going past the end of the road in manitoba (laughs) (laughs) 
So as far as uh, a maintained road goes, we're hopping on a train and we're going to uh, we're going to get dropped off in the in the middle of nowhere, pretty much in the wilderness. So we yeah. we drive pretty much as far north as you can drive mm-hmm. in Manitoba. We're going to get off there, Gillam, Manitoba, hop on a train, yeah, and head north further, yeah, and then get dropped off in the bush and good luck, yeah, on the side of the railroad. Pretty much, yeah. It, it's kind of the the thing that that uh, has me thinking a lot is like we don't get off the train until about two thirty in the morning at our like where we're setting up camp. Pretty much, that's gonna be a technical difficulty that we're gonna have to yeah get around real quick. Yeah. So and then we also don't get back on the train until two thirty in the morning going home. So lots of naps. I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, I'm, I'm hoping for good weather on those days. Yeah. Now out of all the moose hunts I've seen or heard of, this is definitely like one of the more, say unique styles. A lot, I I hear a lot of fly-ins or, you know, folks driving in or Mm -hmm. we've, we've even been on a couple boat ins. Yeah. But this is like three, three different modes of transportation basically. Yeah. Um, where did the where did the idea come from? First of all, I've uh, you know I used to work quite a bit up in that that area and um, in Churchill quite a bit and uh, people in Churchill. Few I know a few folks that took the train south um, and then they they get on the river and then you could hop back on the Churchill River and float all the way back to Churchill kind of thing. Oh, um, so. This is kind of opposite. If we went all downstream, we'd just end up in Hudson Bay, and <laughs> there's, there's no. We'd be partying with the belugas. Yeah, there's 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 no uh, no civilization at the, the end of that float. So totally, um, it's a little different. We're just gonna set up a I guess outpost camp and just make that our return location nightly. Yeah, supposed to float in the river. Initially, we had talked about doing the float down the river. And then getting picked up on the uh, other end, yeah, by by pickup service essentially on the on the other end. But that was we'd have to travel pretty light. Excuse me, very light. And we're already traveling lighter than we normally do to the yeah. camps. <laughs> yeah, that's... and uh, it would have been. I think they estimated about ten days. Excuse me, to float all to, the way. To float all the way, yeah, yeah. I remember when you first pitched this idea to me and it sounded almost like mystical, like, hey, we're going to, wouldn't it be sweet one day to go hunt this river? We're going to float down it and we're going to catch brook brook trout as we go. Yeah. And we're going to hunt moose. (laughs) That's, that's another big draw for that area is like some wild brook trout that we're getting into, right? Um, There's not too many places in the world that you can go and catch wild sea run brook trout. And brook trout that are that size as well. Wild brook trout. like It's like a double whammy. Yeah. It's kind of like a, the diamond in the rough, right? And there's something about just taking the train, right? Oh, yeah. To do it, too. Oh, yeah. And, like, there's, I feel like, I mean, you can hop in a plane, and obviously the air transportation is goes back a long way, but I feel like trains were obviously the thing that kind of, built transport in this country and i feel like it's almost like we're heading back to the the old western days you know oh yeah i got old frontier i got major huck finn vibes if that's what you're wondering yeah 
So there's there's a little bit of that in play there, and and it's drawn me in. Yeah. So I I think we've been chatting too, and we're we, we I think we're on the same page in the sense that we're we're finally getting to a point in the planning process here because we've been planning this for months now, trying to figure out all the ins and outs. But we're finally at the point where we can start being excited for the trip and not so. Yeah nervous about all the kind of barriers or obstacles or even question marks that we kind of have to overcome there was a lot of stuff that had to line up properly and uh just things that we had to organize and and uh between gear and train tickets and transportation and and all that right because the train doesn't run every day up there either no so you got a couple opportunities to get on and get off it's not the metro no so it's it's a lot different than your your typical hunting trip where usually you just schedule a pickup or you leave whenever you want kind of thing. So um, we're limited like that. But uh, I think, I mean, we're not completely prepared yet. There's still, we have everything lined up now. Yeah. And we just pretty much have to execute and get all the gear and organize it and away we go. And there's, there's definitely been, this is definitely a group effort as in like we don't have all the access to all the gear that we needed on this trip unfortunately right now no, i would no. love to have it oh yeah it'd be nice and now i'm gonna make it part of my life to try and acquire a lot of this gear but uh there's stuff that we just didn't have and stuff that you know there's been some last minute kind of curveballs that have come at us yeah and maybe that's a little bit on our fault yeah, but um, probably I for think sure yeah. we figured it out. So, and like, so just to be clear too, we're not the only two guys rolling in there. So, mm-hmm. um, who else is coming out with us, Chase? Well, both these guys have been actually been on the podcast. Uh, your good friend, Jameson. Yeah, and uh, my good buddy Dylan. Now we, we there's obvious cause for why Dylan got selected, but Jameson posed the question when we were chatting with him the other day. He's like, how did he phrase it? Like, oh, wow. Like, I wonder uh, who I had to beat out to get on this list. <laughs> but it's kind of true, right? You're uh, you're headed up to camp and, uh, you know, some folks would probably be a good fit for, especially one this rugged. Yeah. Um, some folks might not like it so much. Yeah, there's... I mean, we, we have quite a few friends that I'm sure would do well in camp um, and that we have spent camps with. Um, but I don't know. I feel like Jameson's just rock solid and it's a guy that you can trust on. Trust a guy that you can uh, trust will be good in camp. Yeah, yeah. Right? We've talked about that dynamic before, about the, the kind of camp life. Oh, yeah. And how that plays in and into making a good trip, right? Yeah, yeah, and plus he plays a guitar. Yeah. So if we can squeeze one of those into the pack. Yeah, I think he was actually, once he got greenlit, he actually started, started, uh, and we started doing some uh, logistics on this. Uh, He started looking for a travel guitar to take in there, so. I wonder if that's like your travel fishing rod. Yeah. And then Dylan Beck was the other guy we got looped in, and Beck's your friend, but he's been on the podcast before, and he was really like, maybe the most natural fit for this camp because he knows the area. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's, he lives up in Gillum and he's 
kind of in between now. He still works up there. But obviously, uh, he's a kind of renowned brook trout fisherman from up there. And he hits them hard, knows the waters, how to read them. That's one kind of question that I tossed his way. So the group chat's been helpful because even I've been learning stuff from there. And you sent out like, hey, how are you reading water? And he sends back a video with him cruising in the boat nearly the same time of year last year yeah his dog's just chewing on like a a, looks like a deer leg or something like that (laughs) riding in the boat with him riding in the boat and uh he's he's reading the water there and where it's slack and where it's turbid and stuff like that yeah yeah so that was good help he's he's got lots of experience up there in the water um and he was i think uh, he's in for for the hunting end of it for sure but i think another huge draw for him because he's a fishing nut is just uh, a different river to fish brook trout on that he hasn't been on and um i've fished that river before and pulled out some very very impressive specimens so um i think he's excited about that <gasps> obviously we are too but... oh i got so many questions i'm i'm also very excited myself yeah. <laughs> um man like we kind of went over some of like the, the planning logistics. Like, so we gotta, we gotta drive out there. We're gonna drive all day, catch a train late, hop off that train and set up camp, in the wee hours of the morning and get enough sleep to be productive the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had to put a lot of gear together, like you were saying. So like things that we had to get together real quick was like we found out that we couldn't bring a boat on the train, so we need to switch over to canoes we had access to the boat not the canoe so we lined up a canoe and an outboard luckily Mm -hmm. and uh even just things like uh some of the the power sources and stuff like that and some of the satcoms yeah like we had to get all that tuned in just to make it a safe trip in some ways yeah and now we're thinking you know as far as like price points go every additional bag on that train costs more money so you try and be um mindful of the fact that of that fact you know that we can't just pack everything that we want and for normal camps kind of thing we there's a limitation there so we're trying to pack a little more compact so there's not as many bags and plus we got to bring gas in and all that and it's not really like taking an airplane i guess we could set a budget and do it that way and figure out everything's x amount of dollars with how much we're going to pay but uh yeah things things can get out of hand real quick yeah with with the gear and i'm i'm finding myself in this weird place where it's like um i'm because it's like i'm caught in this paradox where we got to be really mindful of packing light but at the same time i want to build some redundancy Mm -hmm. into my gear like i'm not bringing just one knife for example I'm not bringing just one water filter. Like there's a few key elements and I'm trying to figure out what those key elements are. Yeah. Um, just in case I lose or break one of these things. And even, even some of the other stuff, right? Like um, a rifle cleaning kit. Like most of the hunts I go on, I probably wouldn't bother with something like that. Mm-hmm. But if I stick my rifle in the mud on the second day of this hunt or, mm-hmm. or anyone does, mm-hmm. that could wreck the hunt for that's probably guaranteed wreck for your your hunting, right? Yeah, we're gonna meet some pretty sandy stuff and kind of 
that taiga tundra right on the edge of the boreal forest kind of thing um and there's definitely some gnarly stuff you could get into so do you have any like redundancies that you're packing um oh man i'm definitely packing three knives <laughs> and i'm trying to figure out which i got my two i got my big hunting knife and i got one of my pocket knives i just gotta narrow down which multi-tool i'm gonna bring with me which leatherman and i might do a little video on that to see what everyone thinks but um redundancies i think i'm gonna do a lot of traveling just with my waterproof pack my my dry bag is called um but other than that plan on packing like redundancy wise pretty much just a spare set of like long underwear in case i get wet um rain gear warm gear and i don't know how many bullets are you bringing <laughs> i think about 20 yeah yeah that's what i got lined up because um and five i believe are going to be kind of like outcast bullets because i don't have i got 15 that i'm dialed in with and five are just going to be spares for like close contact finish finish off a moose or yeah like emergency bullets yeah <clears throat> yeah or maybe your gun took a real hard drop and that, that one's just going to get you on paper at yeah. 20, 25 yards yeah, yeah exactly yeah 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 i think i got a few of those floating around too is there is there any gear that you're cutting that you're like really on the fence about oh man we're, we're kind of on the fence about bringing up a uh something to harvest small game with yeah which, um, 22 yeah which i'm still on the fence about but we'll see what's uh what's on the gear list i'm thinking if even if i have a big enough gun case that i can pack two firearms in there it might be the way to do it well and but, you know yeah that might work too and you know what would have been handy is that little rabbit 22 that you had but the thing's just so hard to shoot i'm not confident that would even be worth bringing in the bush yeah <laughs> just making noise at that point yeah just chucking lead yeah um i think like things that we're cutting is like a lot of our cook gear right we're just bringing the basics everybody gets one plate one cup one frying pan one pot right and uh food obviously we're packing very light as far as redundancies and stuff go and like uh gear not making the cut what do you what's on your yeah, cut list i got some stuff i want to run by you like first of all like a, a small part of my soul has diminished because we're not bringing the camp chef it's just like that's such a big part of camp for me is just like being able to cook <laughs> like a robust meal yeah on the on the camp chef we'll be okay I'm I'm excited for like the adventure, so I'm willing to sacrifice some of that stuff. But I don't know if I could ever do like a uh, like one of those sheep hunts where the guys just like basically hella drop in and like live out of their backpack for the week. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that'd be for me. I like to put my feet up sometimes. Yeah, this is kind of like the the in between because we're kind of we're on the fence right now about even bringing like chairs to camp, right? Oh, wait, I thought those didn't make the cut. I thought chairs are out. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, I guess they are. Yeah, so. chairs didn't make the cut. They're out. <laughs> chairs are gone. Yeah. I'll have to get fancy with the chainsaw. I think so. They go on the sand, whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking, though, like, there's a few 
question mark still. Like, I'm really wondering if I should bring a frame pack. And the only oh, the only reason I'm hanging on to that one is because I can think back to that the first moose mean you got where we where we're hauling it out of the even just fifty yards from shore. Mm-hmm. And that fifty yard haul with the string over my shoulder, I thought my 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 arm was gonna fall off because <laughs> because that string cut so deep into your clavicle. Yeah. The uh, quarters are de- definitely heavy. The quarters, even the we took the pelvis, I remember. Yeah. That thing was heavy. Yeah. That was the heaviest part, actually, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And I ripped my rain suit because I fell down the embankment <laughs> trying to carry <laughs> carry that shit. So I was like, it was a mess. So like, I'm still on the, I've hunted elk with my frame pack on, so I'm not as worried about the mobility. Mm-hmm. I'm just worried because it's just a big effing bag is all. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if you can even, like for me strap that frame pack right to uh, like my dry bag and just pack that as a unit you know what i mean oh that might that might be a smart idea yeah call it a backpack call it a day yeah <laughs> strap it in away you go that's good hey we're making progress yeah <laughs> okay here's the next question then what do we do with fly rods Who, whose fly rod are we bringing Ooh, uh, well i think probably yours because my drag is busted on mine oh yeah because you're running cats all summer yeah and then, yeah. uh, we were out on the red and in our waders tripping over boulders. And I'm like, man, I, I got to gear up and you're, you're like, you're giving me the, oh, I think, I think we're pretty good on this. Uh, it's kind of fun to fight them. And I'm looking at your, your rod looks like a noodle. <laughs> like, yeah, you're fighting them. All right. Fight them with your wrist. <laughs> it was fun, man. It was fun. Definitely need a, a bigger reel though. Yeah. It's Cause weird. it's, uh, I think it's a, what, what do I have? Six, seven weight rod with a five weight reel on there, something like that. It's pretty light. Yeah. You got a six weight rod and it might be a five weight reel. Yeah. 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 Okay. We'll bring, uh, I got the Amazon rod there with the, the Loomis reel that I can't get any more spools for, which I'm pissed off about. Yeah. Then we'll also toss in a spinning rod and reel. Yeah. That one's less complicated though. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, we don't have to worry about that. Are we going to run braid or mono? Uh, probably, I got some fresh braid on the one nice. setup I got, and then just run a mono leader. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And then, are there any, like, unknowns, do you think, in this whole equation? Oh, I think so, yeah. I don't know. It seems like, like we, we've never been to this territory <laughs> moose hunting before, but yeah. I've been up in that area and seen moose and seen moose tracks, and, and, uh, I'm just curious if a when we're going to see our first moose and how much driving around we're going to have to do, how much boating around we're going to have to do, because that's the other thing, right? Like, how much gas do we bring? That's the real question mark, right? Yeah, we're not unlimited, right? Didn't we joke about bringing up like a fifty-gallon drum? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that might be the ticket. Just throwing a, a drum of fuel on instead of bringing a bunch of jerry cans and getting maybe that would do it. Getting dinged for each one. Yeah. Hey, maybe we have to try it out. Yeah. We'll see. Um. Yeah, we've never. I've never even set eyes on this place. So, like, I mean, I'm a little nervous about that. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm. 
I'm hoping we find a nice spot to put the tent at 2 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, that's the other thing. We might have to just like set up temporary camp and see what 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 the place looks like in sunrise. If it's if it's clear sky and a big moon, should be about a half moon by the time we get up there. So it's full moon right now. Um, hopefully half moon. Anyways, we're about a week out. Should be close. So should have some. If the sky's clear, we might be able to get lucky and find something decent. I hope so, man. I'm already nervous about setting up camp at night. I barely like rolling into our established camp after dark. Yeah. Yeah. That's not bad if you're uh, if you're the last one into camp a few days later. I've done that run a few times, rolling in around 2 a.m. when everyone's yeah. shutting her down for a night yeah. around, the, well, yeah. around the cocktail table. Oh, good. <laughs> I caught the last round. Yeah. <laughs> looks like we're staying up another couple yeah, hours guys yeah. uh yeah you normally get a pretty big shear when you roll into camp at 2 a.m yeah like, not too sure if it's more confusion because of uh most of the time it's more of a surprise when i roll in yeah i think i've shot out of my chair before when you've come in that late and be like who the hell's driving around the field yeah yeah um this guy's lighting deer <laughs> The other thing that kind of concerns me up in that area too is like we're kind of right on the the outer rim of like polar bear country too. Yeah. And right now most of the bears will be heading back to the coastline but waiting for freeze up. But there could be some some denning females around and they can travel far too. So there might even be a rogue male kicking around. But um, it'd be something to have that experience i've obviously have lots of experience with polar bears but just uh always been out of a helicopter where you're able to get away i have a healthy respect for bears and i've never been in a situation in an uncontrolled situation with a polar bear yeah so i uh i would have a high degree of deference for that bear Mm -hmm. i feel like i'd give that bear a lot of space yeah not want to maybe pack the cooler way extra tight yeah yeah definitely don't pack the cooler in the tent yeah <laughs> it's gonna be funny going from riding mountain provincial park where they literally like confiscate your cooler if you leave it outside overnight to polar bear country essentially mm-hmm. where you have a cooler and it's like well there's no trees to hang it from yeah so yeah. where do we hide it right yeah maybe we just dig it in the ground that probably wouldn't even do anything no no those bears are digging machines are we bringing a shovel did we buy a shovel yet we're talking about bringing one of those little survival shovels it's all on a canadian tire i gotta do the costco run yet yeah we got a couple things a couple things to do but at least they're planned for they're not complete question marks yeah what what could go right this trip what is like what is the what is a possibility here? Oh man. Like perfect trip is like in my mind, two moose on the hanging pole, brook trout in the frying pan, and nobody dies. Yeah. <laughs> no fatal injuries. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. I think uh the ladies, uh, at least on my end, were getting a little nervous with the some of the preparations that we were taking. Yeah, it's definitely getting a little real and i think the more prepped we get the more nervous they get because yeah generally we're we're pretty uh pretty casual about 10 out hunting and and um 
I mean, it's it's old hat. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Fuck. But like I said, now we're heading to an area where the only way out you're getting is either the train, which only comes every few days, or you're gonna get a helicopter in there to pull you out. So yeah. if shit hits the fan after dark, you're spending the night. Weather moves in, you're riding out that storm, right? Totally. So the stakes are high. The stakes are very high. Yeah. Speaking of which, we got ribeye coming in, which I'm excited about. Those are going to taste pretty good over the fire, I think. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. But I was thinking, like, yeah. Like, I was getting ridden a little bit because it was like, what do you need all this stuff for? (laughs) It's like, well, like, no, I don't think I'm going to slice my leg open and be bleeding to the point where I need to, like, cauterize a shit. Yeah. But there's no 911 up there at that point in time. Yeah. It's stars and hope to God that they get there in time. Yeah. Well, I don't think stars would be like plan B, I think. Yeah. The quickest. Coast Guard or something? No, the quickest way is just the local companies out of there. Either pull a machine out of Thompson or Gillum or even Churchill. If... It depends what's available. Have you had to do that? Uh, not. Well, I've met a back people off the tundra. And done search and rescue stuff. Pulled a couple corpses out of camps. No. <laughs> yeah. Not for more health-related stuff, not accidental oh. stuff. So, so buddy, buddy had a heart attack or something. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, J-Rock, didn't he recover someone from the Lake Winnipeg there the other year, I was thinking? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Moose hunters. He found them. Yeah. Capsized. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't have said that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he found, yeah, he's got a couple under his belt, I think. But I guess someone's got to do it, eh? That's the uh, kind of comes with the territory. Yeah. That business. That's wild. I, I never would have thought about that. Like, being like when you were entering your career as a helicopter pilot, I never would have thought that. That would come with the job description in some ways. Yeah. You just kind of think, oh, I'm going to go look for some bears and some moose and yeah, drop some firefighters off. Yeah. The limited access, right? Unfortunately, the, the clock still ticks. Life still happens and so do accidents and and uh, unhealthy stuff happens. But if it's uh, it's where you go out, you know, it's not a bad place to go as long <laughs> as it's not a, a terrifying experience. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I got approved for life insurance last year, so thanks, Ross. And uh, at least that's covering my ass for yeah. worst-case scenario. Yeah. Sounds like we're going to have two uh, satellite communication units up there, so one in each boat, a couple we'll, first aid kits. We'll put them head-to-head, those two sat comms. Nice. Man, I'm excited. We got a, a nice spread of stuff, too, because we got... Well, not really, because you're shooting a 300 short mag. I'm shooting a 300 wind mag. Dylan's shooting the 308 Norma mag, which is basically the 300 wind mag mm-hmm. Swedish edition. And uh, but Jamison's shooting a 270 Tika. The Tika and the Tika is smooth, man. We went to dial those things in. Yeah, bolts like glass. Bolts glass, and that thing was just knocking what like inch and a half groups at 200. Yeah, it was deadly yeah it was solid yeah so 
I think that thing will be okay. We're shooting the Barnes projectile out of there, so mm-hmm. I think just as long as it doesn't hit the middle of the front shoulder, that'll the, be okay, I think. Yeah. You, me, and Jamie will be shooting Barnes. I don't know what uh, Dylan has for his gun, but... Um, Hopefully we've, it's not we've, those SSTs. Yeah, we've put a few animals down with the barn, so it's there's uh, feeling pretty confident with that. Yeah, could be good. So the the one question that's been sticking out in my mind, like looming through all this like logistical planning, and even leading into even us making the decision to go on a moose hunt, was like, what are we doing? In the, in the sense, and I'll, I'll frame it like. One of our early, early podcasts was Vince Crichton, Dr. Vince Crichton, mm-hmm. came on, excellent talk. We referenced that one a lot, um, got a lot of support for that one, but it was not a pretty picture with moose in the province at the mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and it's still not great, mm-hmm. but yet there's like, I don't know, like when I think of all the hunts that you and me have been on, like the moose hunts stick out for some reason. There's like this like wilderness and mysticism to the the hunts in some ways. Mm-hmm. Like, what pushed you over the edge to say like, hey, like we should we should go kill a moose. We should, like we're we're gonna do this. Oh man, well, obviously we've we've been talking about it for a bit, but I honestly think it was you that pushed me over the edge because <laughs> you were you were like the okay, are we gonna do this or? Or are we just going to talk about it for the next 10 years and yeah. wish we did it? And yeah. it's kind of like, you know, things aren't too clear what's going to happen with moose populations in Manitoba. There's still a lot of factors. Obviously, there's lots of stuff, lots of advocating going on for for them. But There's uh, been some success stories too. To definitely. And uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is uh, I mean, we're going into an area that, doesn't have a lot of pressure that i know about you know maybe it gets hit hard in the winter i don't know um but i feel like it's going to be one hell of an adventure and that's 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 one big thing with moose hunting too that i find is like you're going places that you know you're you're going there for an allotted amount of time you're not coming out unless something happens right yeah either you tag out or whatever it is right you're set yeah, the two moose camps that I've been in with, with you, we've been back there. Mm-hmm. We've been there's a lot of solitude. I think on the on the one near Leaf Rapids, we saw one other guy out there mm-hmm. at some point, and I was shocked. And that was an outfitter, I think, that was yeah. cruising. But I was shocked to see that person. Yeah, like we were about what a three hour boat ride in there. Yeah, two and a half at least. Yeah, I still remember that because the. The the fucking um, what what's that thing that adjusts the like the trim on it? Not the trim, the, the opposite of the trim. Like which which way the yeah it points the oh man, I can see the part in my in my head because it's it's just under the uh, it's like under that plane planer board. Yeah, but that wasn't set properly, so we we're basically reefing on. I was pulling, pulling, the motor was pulling the entire way. Yeah. Killer. Yeah. So I remember we had to take shifts because our arms would get tired. Yeah. I think at one point you actually rigged up a rope 
to try and keep the motor straight so you could take a little bit of pressure off. I don't remember that, but that that would have been smart. Man, I'm I'm looking forward to it because there's just something special about... I'm glad that we finally committed. I'm excited for the adventure. And it's just going to, like... Hopefully we see something. I think the the anxiety for me will lift when camp is set up and we got some firewood in the tent yeah and the boats are in the water and the props are turning kind of thing yeah you know then it'll be just kind of business eh it'll be kind yeah. of like yeah yeah i know what you're saying and you can just not you can almost just throttle back a little bit and just you know what you're doing for the next few days yeah you know get in a rhythm yeah do what, some learning. Yeah. Learn the territory. What do you think, what do you think the drive's going to be like up? We're at 11 hours, over 11 hours in the truck together. Yeah. I think the, I mean, I've, I've done the Thompson trip many times, so that's that's going to be a breeze. But I I don't know what that 280 is like. That's usually a fucking hellhole yeah. that road. <laughs> Lots of nightmares up there. So knock on wood, we don't have any any uh incidents going up there either we're giving ourselves a a couple hours of uh extra time to get up there just for flat tires and breakdowns and whatever so hopefully we don't need it and uh yeah well man that's uh i think that's it for me yeah leading the moose camp i think we just gotta dive into it now that's pretty much just go time and uh hopefully we see a few hopefully they're bulls and uh, hopefully the brook trout are out there too. Yeah, hopefully you find a few of them. Well, and if uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this, you don't hear us again. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that was it. But uh, yeah, hope to see you on the uh, the other side. Yeah, we'll catch you guys later.